Hello everyone and welcome to the Business of PT podcast. I'll be your host, JT Moore. In this podcast, we will be interviewing successful physical therapists and learning about their stories in the field of PT. We will discuss a variety of topics such as entrepreneurship, careers, and pathways in physical therapy, as well as important characteristics in becoming a great PT. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you liked it, make sure to subscribe to get updates when new podcasts are released. Thanks, everyone. Hey, everyone. Big news. The Business of PT podcast would like to announce its first sponsor, the PT Hustle. Make sure to check it out. Here's a short ad from our sponsor, and we'll get you to the new episode. What's up, listeners of the Business PT Podcast? This is Dr. Kyle Rice, also known as Coach K, founder of the PT Hustle. And we help PT students and new grads make the final transition into their dream job or entrepreneurial life by helping them dominate the NPTE. We know the best entrepreneurs and PTs weren't necessarily the best test takers. And that's why the PT Hustle specializes in helping non-traditional students and those who have failed the MPTE before. So you can learn more about us at thepthustle.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast with my friend JT Moore. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm really excited for today's guest. Today, we'll be having Kyle Rice. Kyle Rice, also known as Coach K to his students, is the founder and creator of the PT Hustle. The PT Hustle is an online-based consultation and board exam assistance service for physical therapists. The company was created to serve foreign and domestically trained physical therapy students to acquire the skills necessary to become successful on this challenging examination. The PT Hustle offers private services which allow for the development of tailored study plans and programs. Coach K, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me, JT. It's a pleasure. I'm honestly really grateful to be able to have you on. We've connected before and been able to, to talk about this for a while now. And you're obviously going to be our, our you've already been and, and currently are our sponsor to the podcast, but you've helped me out so much in, in my physical therapy career so far. And so many people that I talk to that are in the same boat as me as a new grad know your name, have listened to your podcast, have used your content material. And yeah, I would love to be able for you to introduce yourself to the audience and give a little background of yourself. Absolutely. Again, thank you for having me on the show. It's it's a pleasure. And I'm sure you can hear, already hear it in my voice. I'm excited to be here. And so uh, for those of you who are not familiar with me, uh, my name is Dr. Kyle Rice. My students know me as Coach K. And Um, You know, I'm a non-traditional test taker. My identity is really in that now um, as being a non-traditional test taker. And what I really mean by that is I'm just overall a bad test taker. I've always have been uh, when it comes to either written exams, but more specifically standardized exams. And so, you know, coming up through Uh, school, whether it was elementary, middle school, high school, uh, we did have these standardized exams that you had to pass in order to get to the next level. And it was always super stressful during those times, because if you didn't pass it, you got held back in the grade, right? You, You missed out on all your friends that moved on without you. And so it was a very stressful time for me growing up. And I just remember back in high school, all of my friends wanted to go to these big name universities, you know, in the state of Florida, University of Florida, FIU, you know, FSU, all these things, right? Um, but you had to have good 
standardized test scores, SAT, ACT. I took those things four or five times, like trying to pass it um, and trying to get a good score, but I never could. And so all my friends went to go be in these big name schools and I couldn't go. The schools wouldn't even look at my application. And so I've struggled with standardized exams since I can remember. And it started to create more of an acceptance problem within me. So it's like now all I really wanted was to be accepted by people and looked at that I'm smart. I'm smart enough to do it. And so when I did get into undergrad, I decided, you know what? I'm going to be a freaking orthopedic surgeon. Everybody's going to know my freaking name. I'm going to be rich. Like all these different things were going through my mind. And I was just doing it so that other people would look at me and be like, oh, he's smart enough. We accept him for who he is. You know, all these things. And so I decided, you know, I'm going to go into orthopedic surgery. I'm getting to medical school. But in order to get there, you have to take this exam called the MCAT. I don't know how many of y'all listening to this have heard of that exam before, but it's a big exam to get into medical school. Y'all, I sat there. I took that thing the first time, failed it miserably. I was in the bottom 10% of all testers in the nation. I was like, oh, it's just okay. You know, I'll, I'll be able to make it up. I'll, I'll be able to, to, to do well on the next time. I took it again after about, I don't know, three months for my second attempt. My score went up a point still in the bottom 10%. Yo, I wound up taking this exam five freaking times trying to get into medical school and never could get out of the bottom 10% of all test takers, no matter what I did. And I literally studied for this exam for over a year, right? So here's the thing. I decided I have to make a shift. I'm not going to get into medical school. I have to do something different. So that's when the whole idea of physical therapy came up. And I was like, all right, let me get into physical therapy school. I got accepted in. Luckily, even though I didn't do well on the GRE, I still got accepted in the PT school at FIU. But here's the thing. When you get into PT school, is it easy? No. PT school is super tough. But what made it worse is I heard about this thing called the freaking NPTE. And y'all, I was scared out of my freaking mind, like so scared because I was like, now what's going to happen is I'm going to fail this one. At this point, I had never passed a standardized exam before. And so it's like, oh my gosh, now I have this freaking NPTE. This is the most important exam in PT school. I'm going to fail it. And wind up being $150,000 in debt. Y'all, I was freaking out. I was so anxious every single day, like leading up to this thing. And so here's the problem with it. There are, there's like nothing out there for non-traditional test takers. You know, the ones that don't do well on written exams, the ones who can't just sit there with a review course and bam, they pass. Like they have to have extra and that's me. Like I, I'm the overachiever, but I always have to do 10 times more than everybody else in order to keep up. That's me. And so literally in PT school, I spent about 14 months of my, my PT schooling, like learning about the NPTE, everything, how to retain information, how to do test strategy and how to figure out how to play their game. Like I did that for 14 months, y'all. So here's the thing after grueling with clinicals, preparing for the NPTE, all of this crazy stuff, even having my professors tell me, 
Kyle, you, this is crazy. Don't study for the NPTE right now. You're just going to memorize all the material and forget it later. Don't do that. Like I went through so much stress, but I stuck to my guns and I prepared hard. And I went into this NPTE in October of 2013. And guess what, y'all? I walked in dominant. I walked out dominant and I got a perfect 800 out of 800, a perfect score on my NPTE. It was freaking crazy. I mean, it's really wild because up until that MPTE, I had literally failed 13 standardized exams, was in the bottom 10% of all testers. I walk into the MPTE and pass it with a perfect freaking score. How crazy is that? So JT, you know, that's the story right there. That's how I got to the point of actually, you know, passing a standardized exam. Um, and then, you know, now it's led me to the point of where I coach students on how to do exactly what I did. Perfect. Thank you so much. And honestly, I love hearing that story every time you shared it not too long ago, a, a very in-depth one on your podcast and it just really connected me. And was like, man, like I definitely related to that. And, and that story of, of being in school and, and having those same issues of, of standardized tests. I don't know why, but those were always my Achilles heel. My teachers every year would say, Hey, growing up in elementary school, like to my parents, your kid's really smart. Let's have them do like the, the gifted program. And every year I keep, I wouldn't pass it. And it'd be super frustrating because my teacher's like, I don't know what happened. And then I would just do it again every year. And at, after a while, I just knew like, oh, I'm gonna take this because I have to, and then I won't pass. And it was just such a, a negative thing for me experience. But when I was able to, to listen to you and it, like you said, MPTE was one of those big looming things that came. And I was like, okay, how am I going to be able to, to figure this out? And like I said, me and a lot of my friends heard about you while in PT school, right? With the, via the PT hustle and started listening to it. And I was like, okay, I really want to be able to, to do this well. And that's when I reached out and connected. But I wanted to know when you created the PT hustle, how, how did you know this idea is like, hey, I want to, like you said, you know that there was a need for it. Um, how did that idea come about? And how did you know that it was time to really scale that and grow that, that company to be able to help so many people like me and other PTs pursue their career and their aspirations? Absolutely. So let me give you a little backstory here. So I passed the MPTE, right? Literally all I wanted to do was just pass the MPTE and become a physical therapist. That's all I wanted. The icing on the cake was, was getting a perfect score. That's great. But I just wanted to treat patients. So I got out there. I started treating patients. It was great. I love what we do as physical therapists. Um, and, and so I'm working and everything. I, I give, uh, get a friend who reaches out to me, right? He contacts me. He's like, Hey, uh, Kyle, listen, um, I, I know that you did well on the exam. That's so great. I was wondering if you could help my friend. I have a friend of the family who went through PT school, actually came through the, our same school, our same, uh, program just a few years earlier than us. And she still has not passed the MPTE. Would you mind meeting up with her and just giving her some tips and how she could pass it? But here's the thing, Kyle, I want you to know that she's on her last attempt for the state of Florida, meaning if she does not pass this next time, it's over for her, right? She will never be able to pa uh, practice in the state of Florida again. And so I was like, all right, I'll see what I can do. So I start meeting up with her and again, like taking her down this non-traditional test taker track, planning things out tailoring out the schedule, all these different things. All right. So uh, 
six months goes by because we're working, you know, side by side for a while. Six months goes by. She goes into the exam. I know she's going to take it, but we now haven't talked in multiple days, right? Well, here's the thing. She takes the exam. I didn't talk to her for about six days in total. I know the results come out, but I haven't heard from her. So I'm a little worried about her and everything. My day finishes. I'm done with my last patient. I'm wrapping things up. I get a text message weird from a, a, a weird number. I'd never seen it before. And I thought it was spam because it was just a text message with five numbers. And I was just like, what the heck is this? All right, somebody's messing with my phone, right? So I'm like, who is this? And they immediately write back and be like, Kyle, this is Marie. This is my license number. And Marie was the one that I was coaching this whole time. And I lost it, y'all. In that moment, something just like went off in my mind. I guess it's just this overall overwhelming level of fulfillment that I felt in that moment. Like, wow, this is what like truly helping somebody feels like, at least for me. And then from that moment moving forward, it's just like, that was like a burning itch at the end of every day. Like, I want to go back. I want to help people with this MPTE thing. And that was really the birth of my desire to want to start a company and want to actually create something that people can go through. Um, and so every day I would be training people, one to two people, you know, every couple months. And I came across uh, my coach who's actually my best friend now, his name's Greg Todd. And uh, he was one uh, person who had already created business, multiple businesses. He's a physical therapist. And he was like, hey, listen, I can help you develop this into a full-blown company, but you're going to have to follow my process and we're going to have to do this the right way. So to answer your question, JT, you know, I know it's a long-winded answer there, but I think it's important for us to understand that you know, where the, even the desire to train people came from for me, but I also needed to have a coach to help me really create this idea that I had into a true business. That's perfect. And yeah, I love, like, that must've been such a cool experience. And I'm sure you've had countless of those experiences since then of, of people that have, have been in tough situations that have struggled with the MPTE and they've have reached out to you and, and, Many of us, I know, I know some, and, and obviously there's many more that on the podcast and on the Facebook page and all the different things that share their stories of being able to pass after having those tough experiences. And yeah, I can only imagine how, like, I was so happy when I finally passed. I'm sure you being able to be along that process and help them is such a gratifying and, and fulfilling experience, like you said. Um, I wanted to be able to, to add on to that question that you had. You mentioned the, the value of a mentor. Um, and that's something that we talk about a lot in, in, in PT school um, and in a lot of different ways. In this aspect for your business, could you share with us some of the significant things that you learned from your mentor and things that you still apply today? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things in starting a company that I learned from my mentor is to niche down. Uh, initially, when you are trying to start a company or even start a movement, you want to help massive amounts of people. A lot of us want to just help people, right? But we want to help as many people as possible. Well, in business, when you start it off, it's like, okay, let me um, try to target everybody. For me specifically, I was like, well, let me target all PT students that are taking the NPTE. 
But you come to find out that when you do it that way, you wind up talking to really no one because you're trying to talk to everyone. Like no one really listens because they don't feel like you're talking to them. And so one of the key lessons I've had to learn, and I continuously use this every single day as I do lives on Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, is I make sure that I'm talking to a specific group of people. I'm going after the specific group. And my specific group is non-traditional test takers who are physical therapy students that are taking the MPTE. I'm not trying to take all PT students, specifically students who struggle with standardized exams. And that is a lesson that I've carried forward, and it's helped me not only capture my true audience, but it's allowed me to help more people than I ever could have imagined. That's that's really good wisdom right there. I definitely realize the power of, of speaking to one, right? If you're able to really connect with them, I mean, there's a lot of people that I feel like fall in that category, even though it may not be the whole broad spectrum of PT students, they're going to really connect with you. And, that, and that's what I felt. I really felt that connection. When you were speaking, I was like, hey, I really resonate with that. And I think that made it so much more investing because like you said, there's a lot of different um, programs or classes that, that talk about preparing for the MPT. It's such a big, big thing. But when you're able to connect with with your audience and have them really um, buy into you because of that connection, it's I think that's priceless to be able to really have that. I mean, we, we talk about patient buying all the time in physical therapy. I think it's the same thing. If we're able to connect with our patient or for you, our, the client, the PT student, if they believe in, in the mission, in, in the goal, then that's when a lot of momentum, a lot of like exciting things can start happening. And so I think what you said is spot on. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, and then, yeah, from there, so obviously you, you started, you, you created the PT hustle. What were some of those big challenges early on when you're starting uh, to scale the PT hustle? I know that's something that is a, a unique endeavor. And like we, we've talked about on this podcast multiple times, the business side of, of PT, we don't really talk too much about. And this is a non-clinical, you're still helping out in the clinical for the PT people, but what were some of those challenges in creating a business and, and scaling that to what it is now? You know, and I think this is very important. You know, if I was able to talk to my younger self, I find like this, what I'm about to say is super valuable. The one biggest problem that I've had in creating the company, scaling it to what it is today, helping massive amounts of students, there's only one major problem, and that is mindset. It's not the fact that I haven't been to business school or got my MBA. It's not the fact that I didn't go to accounting classes or have those and know all numbers and love mathematics. It has nothing to do with that. But I think that as we come out of PT school and even start even thinking about business, we start to, you know, kind of destroy ourselves with negativity by saying, well, I didn't, I didn't go to business school. I don't know how to do this. Right. And so you automatically think that you're going to fail because you're not in that inside world of business. The answer to that is absolutely not. The game has changed in business. There's a lot of business uh, principles that are very similar to what they've been in the past. But overall, the game is different. We can do so much more now with business now having online capabilities and so I've been able to create what I've been able to do now, this, this PT hustle company that has helped thousands upon thousands of students 
strictly as an online business and strictly as a, what I like to call an internship. Y'all, I really think about it like that. Like every single day that I come into work, it's kind of like I'm on a paid internship where I get to decide where the company goes and what it does. And I really don't have much risk, to be honest with you, because to me, it feels like, dang, I get to do this as an internship. This is cool. I get to learn and I get to grow some, right? And along the way, I learned the business principles. Along the way, I learned what works and what doesn't. And so I think the biggest thing that I've learned as far as scaling the company um, has been to keep very good control over my mindset and put people around me that are progressive. That's what has allowed me to scale. Now, the biggest problem that I've had is mindset. Telling myself at the end of the day, I don't know business. I've never done this before. I've never hired somebody before. Is I, I'm probably going to fail. Like that type of thought process is what would keep you know me stagnant. Well, that that's really good. Like that is something. It's funny. There's certain words sometimes in my life that become like these these key phrases that are always are popping around. And mindset's been one recently that has really stuck out to me. Um, how were you able to learn that? Was that something that you discovered over time? Have there been any? books that have really helped you in, in discovering mindset and having that power of it. Um, yeah. Any insight on that? You know, I'll give you a, more of my principle that I live by here. And that is like, if you want your mindset to change, you have to put yourself around people who have the mindset that you want. Um, and, and that may be you actually paying to be a part of that environment. So maybe it's a coaching program out there that has people who have the mindset that you want. Well, then you buy into that coaching program and you be around those people so that you can start to absorb how they think. Um, and so that's what I've done. Any opportunities that I see like, man, you know, I love the way he thinks, or I love the way she thinks, you know, let me see how I can get in their world and spend more time around them, hearing them, speaking to them and whatnot. So I would say the biggest movements that I've made in mindset training has not been necessarily reading books because I think a lot of us get books, we read them, but we don't implement the stuff, right? A lot of us do that. It's like we, we feel like we're making progress by buying a book off Amazon that everybody's recommending. Mm -hmm. And some of us read it. Some of us don't, but even a lot of, I would say a large percentage of the people who read the book don't implement it. And I'm a criminal at that as well. So what I would say is the most effective is putting yourself around people that have the mindset that you want. That's, that's powerful right there. That's something that actually in a different aspect of my, in my life right now, I mean, my wife just bought a house and wanting to get into the real estate side. And I've, like you said, in PT school, it's like, okay, this is one of my goals. We want to get into real estate as well. And it was just a lot of just absorbing information because we didn't have the funds right to buy something right now in the current market. And we were going through it. And then there came a point where I was like, okay, I graduated PT school. I'm, I'm, I have a job. I got to apply this information. And I think that's the biggest thing. You can absorb all that information you want through. And my means were a lot of different um, content, but I have to apply it. And I think that once I was able to apply it and then surround myself with people that have those same goals or, or where I want to be, that's been a big game changer for me on in that avenue. And I think that's a, a big game changer for everybody is that once you 
surround yourself with those people that will push you and make you better, you're going to elevate your game. You're not going to want to be the bottom one that's that's not stagnant, that's, that's not growing. There's always a, there's this quote that I learned growing up that has been a big impact to me, and I've shared it a couple times on the podcast, but it's there's no comfort in a growth zone and there's no growth in a comfort zone. And I just love that because mm. if we really want to grow, we have to get outside of that. Is it going to be a little uncomfortable? Yes, but those changes that that change in that long-term effect will happen right there. So thank you so much for sharing that. You know, let me add something onto that, JT. I love mm-hmm. that quote that you brought up. You know, as as you talk about this whole comfort zone and getting into a position of being uncomfortable, I would say one of the most uncomfortable zones that I can put myself in is a zone where I feel like I'm going to get left behind. And this is something personal. This may not be for everybody listening right now, but for me personally, if I put myself into a zone where I feel that there is a potential, a likelihood that I will get left behind if I do not show up every day, if I don't put in the time, put in the effort, that makes me feel very uncomfortable. So it's like, if you're somebody right now that's making $50,000 a year, right? And you're not, you're not happy with that. You want to be able to make millions so you can affect more lives and you can have the lifestyle you want. Well, how about you put yourself in an environment where there's just straight millionaires around you? And you'll find very quickly that if you don't elevate the way that you talk, if you don't elevate the way that you think about money, if you don't elevate the way that you're getting money, you're going to get left behind by that audience, by that group of people. And that's just very uncomfortable, at least for me. So put yourself in, I would say, an environment where there's a potential that you could get left behind, and that will start to make you work harder and harder to get exactly what you want. That's that's another great point right there. I love that. Yeah, I feel like so far there's been a lot of good golden nuggets that you've been sharing so far. So thank you, Coach K. Um, I want to I want to continue on. Uh, there's another question too. So you were scaling this right, and there was this time where you were both a clinician and scaling the PT hustle. When did you know, now from what I understand, it's it's full focus on the PT hustle. How did you know when it was time to be able to, to kind of shift that focus and and get out of the clinical setting as much and, and still kind of focus on, on the business? How did you have that transition? I know that can be a scary transition for a lot of people um, when they're wanting to grow and scale a business. How did you know and how did you handle that? Yeah, that is a great question. And it's very tough for entrepreneurs, um, especially as you start off as a clinician and you're like, man, I spent all of this time, you know, learning all these skills and now I'm not going to be in the clinic. Like, you know, that's crazy. So these are a lot of thoughts I was having. And the reason why is I came out of school and I was the type of therapist that was like, I'm going to be the best thing out there. I'm going to get all the certifications, all that. So I did manual therapy certification. I did a year residency. I did the orthopedic certified specialty exam and passed that. Like I did all these different things, right? But at the end of it, I think I was four years into being a physical therapist. The one true thing that was really giving me fulfillment was not physical therapy. It wasn't treating patients. It was actually helping people pass the MPTE. And so I really came to a point where I had the cushiest job. It was super cushy, very little documentation. You never took documentation home. You worked for about six, seven hours a day, had about six patients, a a patient an hour. 
And here's the best part about it. You were pretty much getting paid $2,000 a week to do this. It was super cushy. You couldn't ask for anything more. But it was the time period of my life where I actually was the least happy. I wasn't happy. I didn't feel like I was actually doing something valuable with my life. I mean, I like physical therapy and I love what we do, but my fulfillment wasn't there. Um, and you could call it maybe I was burnt out or whatnot, but I do know that I was finding fulfillment with helping students pass the NPTE, right? And so that made it a lot easier for me, JT, to make that transition out because as I brought it up to my mentor and I was like, listen, full transparency, this is how I feel about treating patients. This is how I feel about treating non-traditional test takers um, for the NPTE. And he was like, this is clear. We need to drop physical therapy. And I was like, oh no, how could I do that? I spent so much time, so much money learning these skills. What do you mean I'm going to lose all of that? And it's just like, well, what's life about? Is life about just doing the, the same thing that you've done or you've worked so hard for and, and just staying in that just because you've worked hard for it? Or is life about finding true fulfillment and helping as many people as possible? What is your life about? Make that decision. Reflect on that. Are you just going to stay here just because this is what you've done all the way up to this point? Or are you going to make a shift and go towards what is actually going to give you fulfillment and make you happy every day? Which one do you want? And so it was, again, my coach, my mentor that allowed me to sit with that and make the determination, I want to be happy. I want to feel fulfilled every day. Regardless of how much money it makes me, this is more important. And so, boom, I made that transition. And luckily, I had my beautiful wife who was supporting me the entire way, even when we weren't making any money in the beginning. She was supporting us and saying, hey, keep doing this. This is what makes you happy, so keep doing it. So I think having a spouse or a significant other or at least people around you that are supportive is so important. Yeah, no, that, that is great. Thank you for sharing that and kind of helping us see the timeline and the things that you were feeling because I think that definitely can resonate with a lot of people that uh, I see myself in that kind of growing and wanting to build something. And yeah, what happens if there's that you become more passionate about that than physical therapy, how would you manage that? And like you said, there's so much education and time and, and all these other things that we put into it. Like, how could you just walk away from that or step away? But like you said, you found your passion and what really helped you. And that is what made the difference. And that's what you need to focus on. There's been a couple of people that I've recently talked to on the podcast that have said that is once you find your passion you're going to be motivated by that. And it's going to help you and, and push you to and almost naturally. It's not going to be so much of a trying to trudge through it. You're going to want to have that and have that desire to continue to pursue and grow. And so I, I love that. And, and being surrounded by great people and people that are going to motivate you is so key. Uh, I, I mean, I, I resonate with that my, myself a lot. There was the aspect of me wanting to create this podcast early on and I thought about it, but I was super like overwhelmed. Like, I don't know how to create a podcast. I, I, I wasn't sure on the whole aspect, but I felt like there was a, there was a need for it. And I wanted to be able to learn too. And then my wife and my parents were like, no, go ahead and try it and do it. And then I had good feedback from my friends in PT school and then eventually made the jump. And I mean, it's, it's growing to what it is today. And, but that wouldn't have been possible if I a hadn't followed, followed my gut or what my passion was, and then didn't have a great support system around me. And so I couldn't agree more. Those are great examples of things to be able to really help follow and, and help you achieve and reach your, your passions and things that you're excited about to really make that impact on the world that you want. 
So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that, Coach K. Got it, JT. That's huge, man. Congratulations on what you've been able to do, you know, with this podcast at this point. This is awesome. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Um, so yeah, I, I want to keep going on. There's the other question that I have too is this has become more of a popular thing in, in the realm of PT. I think these past couple of years is the online course or that ability to be able to provide value to either patients or in your case, PT students and creating this online course. How did you, how did that idea come? Um, and what are your thoughts or words of advice to PTs or PT students that have that desire of, Hey, I would love to make an online course in X, Y, Z, any words of advice on that? Yeah. So um, here's the thing. Uh, as I was coming out of PT school, as, as you know, we were going through, well, that was 2013. And obviously we progressed from, from there with technology and so forth. So online courses have really taken off. I mean, at this point, the wave has already been created and we've already moved to this high consumption of information via the web. Right. And mm -hmm. so it's like you got to take advantage of where people are at right now consuming information, which is online in, in online courses. You know, I, I don't know the exact numbers or statistics on this, but I remember hearing the numbers when I got started and it was staggering the amount of people that were buying into uh, online courses now. It was like, I don't know, a billion dollar market or something ridiculous, right? There's a lot of, and so it's like, we are obviously going that direction. So if you are not doing that as an entrepreneur, you're just missing out on a huge lucrative opportunity. That's it, right? And so in the world of physical therapy, do we have that ability to bring our stuff to online courses and train our patients and train each other? Absolutely. And the crazy thing is, it's still not a very well-tapped market for physical therapy. Are there online courses for physical therapy out there and CEUs and all that? Absolutely. But when we look at the grand scheme of things, the amount of online training for physical therapy, teaching each other, PT students, whatever it is, it's actually not that much out there. So you still have a great opportunity to take advantage. Um, now, here's the thing. When it comes to creating an online course, one of the biggest mistakes that I made initially was thinking that I needed to have this full-blown online course made out with all the modules, all the videos, all of it looking beautiful. I'm a huge overachiever like that, um, and I feel like things have to be perfect. It's a big mistake I made in the beginning because when it really comes down to it, you don't know what people are truly going to value and do well with until you test it out. And so if I could go back and do everything again, I would actually build out my program with people live instead of, oh, I'm going to build this whole thing and see if it works. Like, no, no, no. Figure out what the people are asking for, what they need, and build it out with them. Allow them to help you build it out. And then you fine tune it and tweak it as you continue. And now this is a very common strategy for online entrepreneurs is to come up with an idea, survey an audience, their specific niche, survey the audience, fill, figure out what they need and actually build out a course with those people by doing online live trainings, answering the people's questions, showing them the way 
and just recording it as you go through so that now you're able to make a really effective program for the future. I like that a lot. That's, that's really insightful. I feel like, yeah, if you're able to know the needs of, of the people that you're serving, then that's important. You can, you can, you can guess, right. What the things are, but I've, I've definitely seen and heard from people that you can guess and you, you've created so much work and you, and you put this in and you realize all oh, this thing the, people didn't even want this per se, but I thought it was what they needed. And so to really know the needs of your client, of your patient, of the individuals that you're serving, that is where they're going to feel that value because they're knowing, Hey, I'm being heard. What is important to me is important to, to coach K to whoever is, is providing that service. And then they're able to really apply and, and engage in all of the content and not have some content that you work so hard on that they don't even value because it wasn't a need of theirs to begin with. So that's, that's really good knowledge right there. hundred percent, hundred percent. Perfect. Um, yeah. So honestly, coach K, this has been, this has been a blast and we're already um, speeding through this, but I wanted to ask a couple more questions before following up. Um, there's a couple of things that I always like to ask at the end of a podcast. And these questions are, are the followings. What is something that you had wished you had learned sooner in your career? We've highlighted this a couple of times already. You've shared some things, um, but is there anything else that sticks out into your mind that you said, man, if I could have learned this just coming out of PT school or in PT school or in those first couple of years that really changed your thought process or how you viewed things, is there anything that comes to mind with that? Yeah. Um, wow. This is, this is a big one. So one of the things that I thought coming out of PT school is that once you come out, your goal is to learn as much as you can be a lifelong learner. You're pretty much going to work a nine to five, maybe 10 or four, 10 hour shifts, whatever it is. But overall, you're going to be treating patients until you decide that you'll retire and that's it. And hopefully in that, in that duration, you'll be able to pay off your student loans, get yourself in a house and feel comfortable. That's the way I thought things worked. Um, and, and that is how it works for the people who believe that that's how it works. However, you can pay your student loans off after a year. Uh, you can have a, a lifestyle that is very lavish where you work part-time and you help people out online and never have to really go in the clinic. Like you can make life the way you want it. You can pay your loans off as quickly as you want to pay them off. But what it's going to require you to do is to learn how to just change your, your mindset and your thought process about how this game works. If you want to stay in that whole nine to five perspective, this is how I'm going to work. And this is how it's going to work out for me then yeah, you're going to have a certain outcome. But if you surround yourself with people who think differently, who are looking for ways to serve the market better, looking for ways to put their lifestyle in a specific like lineup, like they want these specific things and they're willing to figure out how to get that type of lifestyle. If you surround yourself with those types of people, you can find yourself being a millionaire and serving thousands upon thousands of people every day and changing lives. You can have that, but you are going to have to think outside the box. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to work a, a million times harder. No, 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 no. doesn't mean that. You just have to figure out how to do this differently. One thing I will say, because I don't want this to be misconstrued at all, is that I am working a million times harder than what I did as a physical therapist in general. 
And I will say the hardest days of work that I've ever had was working as a physical therapist, to be honest with you, was working those shifts where it's 10 hours, we're seeing 30 patients a day. Those were my hardest days of work. Not being me being a CEO today and helping thousands upon thousands of people every day. No, 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 no. Not these days. Nope. It was the days I was actually working as a physical therapist that were my hardest days. And it was just because I was falling into the mold that someone gave me, which is, ah, oh, you got to work these 10 hours and you got to see these 30 patients. And this is just the way it goes for the rest of your life. I was falling into someone else's mold. Choose your own mold. That's good. I, I like that a lot. Like, and I loved how you said you, you envision what you want your life to look like and figure out the how, how do I get to that? That is something that I, I I've thought about in my life is I'm like, how would I want my typical day to be? Right. And, and I've, and I've kind of, I have an idea of how I want it to be like, okay, how do I get to that? How do I be able to create things to, in a, in a way to be able to achieve that as my, my day to day. And obviously I know that will be fluid and it changes, but I love that. I love that you're saying to be able to really figure out your mold and what you want and then how to get there. That's that thing. That's a, such a powerful mindset to have um, to not just be like, Oh, I, I wish I could get there. And that's the goal. But okay. If you want that as your end goal, how do you get there and kind of backtrack and create that process to get there? That's perfect. Thank you, coach. Absolutely. Yes. Perfect. Um, yeah. And so thank you so much. This has been an amazing podcast already. You shared a lot of great words of wisdom just to, to finish up um, is it, like if someone is interested in talking with you and being able to connect with you more. And I'd love for you to also be able to share a little bit about the PT hustle and information for any PT students that are listening to this podcast that are interested in it. Um, would you be able to highlight that in ways to connect with you as well? Absolutely. So you can learn more about us at the PT hustle.com. You can go visit us there and we have a team there that can help guide you and figure out exactly what you need in order for you to pass the MPTE. So that's www.thepthustle.com. We actually have a private free Facebook group as well, where we go in there live and give tips and tricks and just help students feel comfortable with this MPTE process. Um, if that sounds like something that would interest you, you can get there by going at www.npte.com group.com. Again, that's absolutely free. It's a private Facebook group and we'd love to serve you there. Um, to answer your other question, JT, you know, like I've been telling you all throughout this podcast, my goal is not to serve every PT student that's out there. I find that traditional test takers do very well with basic review courses, reading chapters or books cover to cover, and they pass, they do fine. My specialty is non-traditional test takers, the ones who have anxiety, they feel lost, they're overwhelmed. They don't tend to do well on standardized exams. Maybe they're the students that do well on orals or practicals, but when it comes down to the actual written exams, they just seem to not do as well. Those are the students that I primarily work with to help them pass the NPTE without a doubt. And so how we do that is through tailoring out study plans and schedules for that student, showing them exactly what they need to do instead of forcing them to study everything. We focus on anxiety, confidence. We focus on making sure they know how to play the NPTE game and go in there and feel confident as they go through each question. That's our goal, all right? Now, if you're a non-traditional student, 
who feels like, yes, you're talking to me, Coach K, right now. This is definitely me. I invite you over to www.thepthustle.com for you to just contact us. And again, we have a team on standby ready to talk to you, see exactly what you need and what is the best fit for you. www.thepthustle.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Coach K. And I mean, yeah, I just want to give a plug to that. It truly helped me. Like he said, people that are great with practicals and, and the oral part, but struggle on the exams, that was me to a T. And being able to connect with Coach K and the team and and follow their program, truly really follow it and apply it, um, 100%, it is money. Uh, I, 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 can't, I can't deny that I felt confident. I felt I was ready. When I really applied all the things, you can't just pick and choose, right? It's a program that was made with a holistic mindset of being able to address each issue. Like you said, not only just the studying and knowing the, the X's and O's, but really the mindset and having the decreased anxiety, making sure all the way to how to prepare the night before. I remember listening and getting into that proper mindset and it was amazing. Um, it's a great program, everybody. And I really, really, um, I recommend everybody to check it out, especially those, just the free content that they give. I think anybody can really benefit from that, but especially those that are have those struggles, like he said, the non-traditional test takers, it's especially for you. So Coach K, again, thank you so much for coming on. We'll have you on more in the future for sure. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Coach K. Absolutely. It has been a pleasure to serve you all today. And thank you, JT, for having me on. Awesome. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. I hope you liked that episode. If you did, make sure to subscribe and also leave a review. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next time.